And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. Events on the Rocks is all about helping you truly live in the moments that matter by removing the stress from events of any size. Ashley, the mastermind behind Events on the Rocks, loves the hospitality industry. She founded the business to offer custom event planning services and day of coordination, ensuring your events are smooth and stress-free. But that's not all. Events on the Rocks has a one-of-a-kind mobile full-service bar that can roll up to any event, leaving your guests in awe with an array of cocktails, mocktails, and mouth-watering snacks. You can learn more about Events on the Rocks and meet Ashley at the 2023 Quinty Wedding Show on October 22nd. Purchase advanced tickets at eventsontherocks.com and make sure to follow Events on the Rocks on Facebook and Instagram at events underscore on the rocks. The Family Dental Center is all about community support through fundraising and community involvement. And they are just as dedicated to nurturing a positive work atmosphere for their team. Whether you've been fortunate enough to experience their positivity in person at their offices or witness their unwavering support and encouragement for one another on social media, you've had the privilege of glimpsing into their incredible teamwork. FDC is not just a workplace. It's a supportive family committed to uplifting one another. To learn more about the Family Dental Center team and stay up to date about all the great things they're doing follow them on facebook at family dental center and instagram at fdc family you have listened to us talk about the amazing experience we had and the wonderful people we met at brazen 2023 now it's time to mark your calendar for brazen 2024 hosted by simple desk this full day experiential event for women by women is happening on may 31st 2024 at cherry val in picton it's a day full of networking support delicious food giveaways vendor booths and an inspiring panel of female entrepreneurs sharing their inspiring stories tickets go on sale november 1st for more information visit simpledesk.ca slash brazen and follow brazen on instagram at brazen events one diamond physiotherapy from the very beginning set out to challenge traditional physiotherapy by reconnecting people with their bodies both physically and mentally the team at diamond physiotherapy is dedicated to treating the whole person they have their resources and tools to treat immediate injuries and often address the root cause they recognize that every client has unique goals and challenges no matter what the challenge may be they will create an individualized treatment plan using the services they offer including physiotherapy vestibular rehabilitation and psychotherapy to learn more and get a treatment plan that works for you visit diamondphysiotherapy.ca and follow them on facebook and instagram at diamond physiotherapy okay hi this is a podcast it's a podcast why do i say that every week it's a podcast it's a podcast episode 70 this this may be 70 yeah you're wow you might be right cray 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 that means uh crazy we're 30 episodes. <laughs> I don't know if you're hip with the children, but that means crazy. Um, no, I'm saying we're 30 episodes away from Jeanette, Jeanette's episode. Jeanette has said she'll come on at 100. Yeah. That's wild. I, well, I'm counting down now. So it'll be this year. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I got anxious belly. Will it? No. No? Yeah, it will. It'll be this year. It'll be like late this year, though. There's not thir- 30 No, weeks. no, like, I mean, sorry, this fiscal year. Oh. <laughs> not this, sorry. Yeah, yeah, this fiscal year. To me, happen. years are like September to September. That makes way more sense. Yeah, I don't care. January does nothing for me. <laughs> I don't think it does anything for anybody. I'm sure some people get hot and bothered by it. 
I mean, that's probably why there's so many September babies. Mm-hmm. Holiday consummation of marriages. I bang in. I hate that. But Con- it kind of like consummation of marriage. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Oh, that's funny. But also kind of plays into the episode today. This Without- episode. Okay, well, let's say this first. Last week, crazy week for us. As yeah. you heard in last week's episode, literally Kay was at home. Uh, I had just gotten back from vacation. So on the Thursday, we won. Mm-hmm. I was at a chamber event. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be at that chamber event, but then mm-hmm. couldn't go. And and we had a podcast. We had recording. a podcast, and you found out that morning of your daughter had COVID, so you were staying home too because Excuse me. we just have some people with babies and some pregnant people in the office. So Stayed we're away. staying away. But because of timing, we couldn't tell the it just didn't work out with the guest, so she still came. I came back to the office. Thank yeah. goodness, because I was I came back just in case, and she did come in, so it's just me with her. Yeah, so I'm not in the episode, which but, is super fun for me, because I'm going to listen to it at the same time it comes out. Yeah, that's weird. Um, which never happens. No, but it was it's fun. Okay, so it's Nicola, who's the owner of Diamond Physiotherapy. Um, they are one of our sponsors right now. Huge shout out. I have learned so much about physiotherapy in the last two months and from this episode. I'm really sad I missed this one. So the cool thing about Diamond Physiotherapy is, one, they do physiotherapy. Mm -hmm. Um, They specialize, Nicola specializes in pelvic health physiotherapy. Men and women. Everyone has a pelvic, pelvis. Yeah. Not just (laughs) women, if you were wondering. Um, They also have psychotherapy because your body ailments can be psychosomatic. Um, and sometimes you need to work through stuff. Yeah. No, it happens. Bodies are, brains are fucking yeah. weird. They're so weird. And they will do shit that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Or even maybe realize that it's happening. But yeah. But so, like, I guess maybe a warning. Yep. There is, like, a talk of sex. There's sexual content. There's sexual not, content. But not, like, spicy sexual no, content. No, we, it's, like, this is educational. educational. And I'll leave it. I had a great time. I was not expecting what happened. It's Katie's loved it. version of educational content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. This is yeah. Go for it. Listen. Yeah. Enjoy. I think, I think short is- intro. Enjoy. Yeah. Our next guest may have the most interesting sense of humor today. She also has an impressive list of school credentials. Nicola Robertson is the owner of Diamond Physiotherapy. She earned a Bachelor of Science in Sports Science and a Bachelor of Science Honors of Physiotherapy from the University of Glasgow. In 2008, she moved across the Atlantic Ocean to Nova Scotia to work as part of a multidisciplinary health team. Nicola eventually ended up in our little slice of paradise. She founded Dymo Physiotherapy to challenge traditional physiotherapy and reconnect people with their bodies physically and mentally. I fully already have an appointment booked in November, and I'm sure you're all going to want to book one by the end of this. Babes of Quinny, please welcome Nicola Robertson, founder of Diamond Physiotherapy. Yeah? Did we get it? Yeah. That was a good one to write, honestly. It's a long one. I feel like they're, it's not the longest. There's definitely been longer ones. So, so, sounds like a lot when you, when you read it out loud. Well, it's, you're quite impressive. Oh, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, we do start every episode, though, with a very important question. Yeah. What is your favorite potato chip? Oh, tomato ketchup. Or, or if I'm back home in Scotland, pickled onion. That's a kind of chip. Yeah. You can get it in the British stores. But do they have ketchup chips in... Scotland? Yeah, they have ketchup chips in Scotland. Really? Yeah. We we have loads of weird things like prawn cocktail and 
Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a kind of chip. Yeah. I've seen that, I think, in like Thailand where it would be like seaweed or... Yeah, no, it's just a chip that tastes nothing like prawns, but it's called prawn cocktail. Mm. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's lots of weird stuff in the UK. <laughs> What's we your have... favorite weird thing? And a deep fried pizza. Tell me more. So basically they get a piece of frozen pizza and they throw it in the deep fat fryer. And then they give it to you. And it's like a heart attack on a plate. But delicious. you know, you were a student and you maybe were out late on a Saturday night. (laughs) Perfect snack. It's great. Makes you feel great on a Saturday. It absorbs everything right up. Yep. It's got the grease. It's got the salt. Mm, Maybe I need to try this. Then you have to have some iron brew as well. What's that? It is our pop. It's the most popular pop in Scotland. It's called Iron Brew. It is orange in colour. And it's fizzy. But it's not like orange soda? No. There's no way to describe it. It has to be tasted. Does it taste like... It doesn't taste like... No. It tastes like Iron Brew. Can I get that anywhere here? Yeah. At the British stores? Yeah. Okay. I'm putting it on my list. (laughs) I'm scared but excited. It's... You either like it or hate it. There's no in between. Okay. There's no like, "Mm, that's okay. It's either... (laughs) I hate that or I love I feel love like that. that's like Vegemite. In oh, I hate Vegemite. I've never had it. My husband really likes it. Where is he from? Canada? No, he's Scottish as well. Okay, how'd you guys end up here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, I'm like warm, so I'm like, is that on? I don't yeah. even know how to turn it off. Um, so I, during physio school, got to spend some time in Canada as part of my clinical education. And I thought, hmm, this would be cool. Um <laughs> It's a good idea. Yeah, I started working in the UK and then started the process of, you know, applying to come here. Mm -hmm. We have to sit exams in Canada, so I had to sit those exams and have things accredited and apply for visas. Meanwhile, I met this really nice guy and uh, told him on our first date that I was moving to Canada and he had to be prepared for that. (laughs) And he said, yeah, sure. And he phoned um, and we continued to date. He moved in after about eight, six, eight weeks. And uh, that's the speed at which lesbians move. Yeah, right? Like very fast. Yeah. And uh, 18 months later, we're on a plane. He, we moved to Nova Scotia because his uncle lived there. So oh, so you were kind of comfortable. We hung, we hung out in his uncle's basement for a while. And, and <laughs> Romance. Then, right. Yeah, really. So, like, how to start a relationship, move to another country um, with no money and, and live no, in no, your, nobody and oh live with family that you don't really know yeah. and your husband's met a few times they were wonderful yeah absolutely wonderful to us and then um Belleville happened because uh my husband's dad's cousin okay. I'll give everyone a second to think that through my husband's dad's cousin who has the same name as my husband passed away unexpectedly oh. and he had a legal firm here in town and my husband came and took that over but he oh now wow worked, he now works somewhere else okay so. but yes he's that's a journey yeah how did you guys originally meet friends I was I was dating somebody that none of my friends really liked and so they persistently set me up with other people they just kept forcing someone else into the situation yeah those are good friends they 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 are good friends that's good friends we're still friends so when you were in school where were you in Canada like where did you get to visit I went to Cambridge okay um so I spent about a week in Toronto completely alone which people are like, oh, wasn't that scary? I had the best time ever. Um, I think people need to spend time in Glasgow and realise that Toronto's really not, not that, that scary. It's not scary at all. <laughs> um, and then um, I travelled around a bit, you know, Niagara Falls, um, kind of had some fun there. And then 
that was originally where I was coming back to. Um, and then I met Pete and uh, Nova Scotia seemed like a good place to start. I feel like, and maybe this is just me making things up, I feel like going from Scotland or Ireland to Nova Scotia is a bit similar. It is and it's not. Yeah. As I always remind people, it's still Canadian. Yeah. Right? Um, I find um, the culture's more more similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit more bar culture in Nova Scotia than there there maybe is. That's surprising to me for some reason. Yeah, no, Halifax, downtown Halifax. But then... There's some bars. Yeah, and I also have kids now, so uh, mm-hmm. relative things are probably different. <laughs> you know, like I, you know... Friday nights are not my own anymore. Yeah, no. Or Saturdays or Sundays. No time is your own. No I feel time like is your kids, own, right? So and, you know, so yeah, maybe part of it is we we've never really done mm-hmm. the bar culture yeah. here. That's okay. Yeah, specifically in Belleville, it's huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we have alcohol in our high school. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, how many years? Because you have a bachelor and a bachelor of honors. Yeah. How many years of school is that? So I did seven years. So my just a couple years, yeah, just just a little bit. The the you know it's not that dissimilar to how it happens here. The only difference is in Scotland we're funded for university. Oh, um, so that's why I did it that way because our undergrads are funded through the government. Um, whereas you know if I went on, I could have opted to do the master's course, mm-hmm. um, but it would have cost me a lot of money, and I was funnily enough a broke student at the time. Um, and, what a surprise, right? And doing a four-year course allowed me to work in the summer, mm-hmm. allowed me to work at the weekends. I, you know, I wasn't on a straight 24-month course. Yeah. So it, it kind of worked out that way, and to be honest, I'm glad I did it that way. I, yeah. I think I got more experience out of it. You and probably I was, did. Yeah. I was a little bit older when I started physio school as well, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I think I was in a class with younger, like people straight out of high school. Mm. There's a difference when you start university. Yeah. Versus going into like a, a second degree situation. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So you got to do though your placements with your physio program. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I did a variety of different placements in Scotland. So pediatrics, outpatients, Intensive care, medical, care of the elderly, uh, amputee rehab, stroke rehab. Um, I feel like that's a lot of hands-on. That's really cool that an undergrad gave you that. Yeah, the system's very different in Scotland. And that we, because it's standardized, basically, mm-hmm. when you graduate uh, high school, we don't actually graduate, we just leave. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you've sat national exams, mm-hmm. so everyone can go into their programs, their vocational programs straight away. And we're all kind of on a similar level because everything is graded nationally rather than within each school. Oh, OK. Yeah. That kind of seemed better. Yeah. I, well, you know. Different. Different. Let's yeah. go with different because... I, I didn't go through school here, so I don't. I yeah, don't know. I think I just took an undergrad that didn't really like help me with anything. So it's yeah. tricky that I think people who maybe were in more of like a, a hands-on undergrad may have been different for that. Yeah, and I, again, it depends what you want to do in life, and I think that's the hardest thing with the way things are structured here is. You might not get into that master's mm-hmm. program you want to do. Like physio is very, it, it's extremely hard to get into. Um, and I feel like, you know, kids go off and they do kinesiology or biomedical mm-hmm. science with this goal to get into physio, not realizing how hard it's going to yeah. be. And then if they get into it and they hate it, that's a lot. It's a lot. And then, you know, then what? Then yeah, what's what? your... And you've already spent a small so fortune. So much money. So much money. Yeah. Can, I'm sure most 
I want to assume most people know, but can you explain to people what physiotherapy is in case they don't know? No, lots of people don't know what physiotherapy is. They assume it's going into a clinic, someone sticking needles in them, a heat pack or some a TENS machine, right? They kind of That's not know, what I assume, or, but or someone's going to get their hands on you and wiggle your joints about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more to it than that. The, the the biggest part of it to me personally is the rehab part. Mm-hmm. So what, what I think of physio as is we are we are looking at you as a whole person, what's going on in your life, what's going on in your world, what your physical impairments are and where you want to be mm-hmm. and trying to m- fill the gap. And a lot of that involves finding exercises, movements, strategies for pain management, stress relief. We even some of us can touch a little bit on nutrition um, and trying to give people just a bigger picture of all the things, even sleep, right? Like oh. I, I teach people about sleep all the time um, because we are really bad at sleeping as humans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably one of the worst sleepers. Do so you take your phone to bed with you? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do do that. That's, That's a no-go. I shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. So, like it's, why? Like, so beds are for sleeping and sex. That's it. Perfectly said. That's okay. it. They're not That's first. what I'm calling this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you know, you you shouldn't be taking your phone to bed. You know, you shouldn't be watching TV in your bed. The research shows over and over again that blue, and you know, we're all like, oh, I got blue light filter. My glasses have a blue light. It doesn't matter. You're still inputting mm-hmm. that. If you're someone who has to read to wind down or likes noise, well, there's white noise machines you mm-hmm. can purchase. Or if you've got a, one of those smart devices in your house. Um, I won't name any names because don't get sponsored by anybody yet. Um, but, you know, you can use something like that. Yeah. Um, read a book. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the old fashioned things with the with paper. The paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read mm-hmm. one of them. Um, okay. And if you can't sleep, if you're in your bed for more than 20 minutes awake, get up. Really? Yeah. Because your brain starts to associate your bed as somewhere you lie down and don't sleep. OK, maybe I need to do that. Uh, see, I'm I'm good once I get to sleep, but sometimes it'll take me like hour two hours to fall asleep yeah so maybe you're going to bed too early okay right so again we have a perception of when we should be in bed and when we should get up and yes you know there we know somewhere between six and eight hours is kind of normal for most mm-hmm. people but if if you're somebody who you know has always went to bed late at night and you start to kind of go to bed earlier you're body takes a while to adjust so you know you shouldn't adjust it by more than like 20 20 minutes to half an hour at a time and then build from there wow yeah i guess i never realized physio had to do with these things because in my mind you get hurt you go to physio yeah you learn some stretches yeah and i think that's always been the kind of long the the, the vision most people have and you know we we do do different things but Physio is changing because it has to, because health care mm-hmm. is changing and um, we are much more client led. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at what the client needs rather than what a textbook has told us in, mm-hmm. in university. And I've been that physio. I've been the physio that's like, oh, yeah, your pain's there. I know what that is. This is what you do. Have a good day. Um, I'll see you in a week or I'll see you in three days, whatever the, the, the program is. But now it's it's kind of looking at the whole person and what's important. Nobody's going to do their, their physio exercises or any kind of activity, which we know is good for us, mm-hmm. if they're not sleeping. Yeah. Or if they're not managing their stress. And that doesn't mean getting rid of all the stressors in your life. I, I get really, I get a little bit soapboxy about, oh, just reduce your stress. Yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> be realistic yeah. and take, make sure a couple minutes in your day you do something that brings you joy. And if that is sitting in your car 
you know, having a coffee. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do it. Do it. It doesn't need, you know, not all of us like meditation. Not all of us like doing yoga and Mm -hmm. Tai Chi. And that's okay. You have to work out what your body does like. It's the same with exercise. Yeah. Everybody... Oh, I don't want to exercise. I don't like exercise. I'm like, no, no, no. You just haven't found the right thing. And exercise isn't formalized in a gym. It can just be standing in your living room, having a little dance with your kids or your partner. Um, It can be going for a walk. The only thing we tell people is you have to lift some kind of weights. You have to. Really? Yes. The research tells us this. Go on. Why? Why do I have so, to lift weights? So uh, women especially, mm-hmm. um, because we are more likely to lo- we, we lose uh, muscle mass as we age and quickly mm-hmm. um, because our hormones change and strength training can allow our body to use our hormones differently. Also protects our bones things like osteoporosis Um, if you are a a lady at a certain point in their life and you're starting to feel a bit hot on Mm -hmm. on a regular basis strength training three times a week for 15 weeks has been shown to reduce hot flashes you know so and that's that's where I think physio has a big role to play in that we can help people with their wellness Mm -hmm. rather than the reactive part of their health like oh I hurt myself and yeah, we totally want to see those people as well. But I think there is a role to play. Um, I see lots of people pre and postnatal and my prenatal. A lot of people are coming in just for advice. They just want to make sure they're doing all the things mm-hmm. they can to have a successful pregnancy so they can recover easier on the other side and maybe have some influence over and some control over what goes on in their labour and delivery. Ultimately, we, we don't, but there are things we can do to give us more options. If you're planning a special event, whether it's a wedding, birthday, bachelorette, or work event, Events on the Rocks has got you covered. They offer a range of services, including bar, planning, and same-day coordination. Their bar services are unlike any other. You get top-notch service, a stunning bar setup, and a variety of drink options to suit your theme. And let's not forget the food. Events on the Rocks has charcuterie boards and light snack options to ensure your guests are well-fed and happy throughout your event. You have options. Choose from one of the five event bar services or get in touch to create a custom package to make your event truly unforgettable. Take your event to the next level with Event on the Rocks event planning services. Their dedicated team will handle all the details, including coordinating vendors, decor, menus, invitations, day of coordination, and so much more. To learn more, go to eventsontherocks.com and follow along on Facebook and Instagram at events underscore on the rocks. You already know that the Family Dental Centre provides top quality care in a stress-free environment and offers a range of dental services using the latest technology. But did you know that they are deeply committed to giving back to the community and creating a healthy work environment for their team? We love watching FDC support the community. They organize initiatives like Free Dental Day, where they provide dental treatment to those in need. You can spot their team at various local fundraising events across the Bay of Quinney. Dr. Yasmin and her whole team are dedicated to fostering a positive and supportive work environment. They do this by celebrating victories, holding dedicated staff meetings, hosting staff parties, and consistently being there for one another. It's more than just a workplace, it's a family. To learn more about the Family Dental Center team and stay up to date about all the great things they're doing, follow them on Facebook at Family Dental Center and Instagram at FDC Family. 
Brazen is defined as bold and without shame. Jenny, the visionary behind Simple Desk, created the Brazen event to empower women in business to be their authentic and unapologetic selves. After the rapid sellout of 2023, get ready for a bigger and bolder Brazen 2024. This full day experiential event created by women for women showcases, inspires, and connects female entrepreneurs and working professionals from around the Bay of Quinney. The day is packed with networking, vendor booths, exciting giveaways, delicious food, and a speaker panel of incredible female entrepreneurs sharing their inspiring stories. Don't miss out on Brazen 2024. Mark your calendars for May 31st and tickets go on sale November 1st, 2023. For all the details, visit simpledesk.ca slash brazen and be sure to follow brazen on Instagram at brazen events one life can be messy and dealing with chronic pain, pelvic discomfort, muscle weakness, or mental illness can take a toll. Sometimes it takes a team effort to not just survive, but thrive. At Diamond Physiotherapy, their approach is all about education. They're constantly expanding their knowledge and skills to ensure their clients receive solutions that provide them with more than just temporary relief. Recognizing the significance of treating the whole person for overall wellness, Diamond Physiotherapy offers a wide range of services. These include physiotherapy, pelvic health physiotherapy, vestibular rehabilitation, pediatric physiotherapy, psychotherapy, and pre- and postnatal treatment. They're not just about generic treatments. They're about creating an individualized treatment plan that works for you. With their knowledge, skills, and resources, they'll be by your side every step of the way, helping you become your best self. Take the first step in your physical and mental wellness and reach out to Diamond Physiotherapy at 55 South Pinnacle Street in Belleville and at diamondphysio.ca. When you were in Nova Scotia, you worked in a multidisciplinary health clinic. Is that correct? Yeah, and and that was very much the case in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, you end up opening your eyes to other things. You know, like um, I'll never forget me, me myself, I, I was fine, but I was in hospital and I remember overhearing a nurse telling a patient that there's no way his pain could be 10 out of 10. And I know why she felt she thought that, mm-hmm. but the reality is that's what that person yeah. felt. And we do not give people the honour of experiencing their own pain. And instead of saying, well, why do you think it feels that way? Or trying to find out, you know, is there other things going on in your life? He was kind of dismissed as a drug seeker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really, you know, I didn't interject. I was just overhearing. But, you know, you do kind of think how many people are made to feel less than because mm-hmm. their their pain isn't validated or their symptoms aren't validated. I see most of my work is in women's health. Uh, I do see men as well. But, you know, the number of women that come to me that have been told, oh, you know, if sex is painful, just have a glass of wine and you'll be fine. Oh, um, that's, yeah. Use more lubrication um, or... Well, that's kind of normal as you get older. That's a big statement that is made yeah. just generally to people and especially women age age really. Oh, that's just something that happens when you're older. Things like urinary incontinence, um, you know, menopause, mm-hmm. uh, prolapse. We just blame. Oh, no, there's not much you can do about that. You just have to live with it. And I kind of think, you know, would we tell our five-year-old to live yeah. with, with, oh, you're peeing your pants? No, or as a parent, we would get involved with that and try and work that out. But women especially are left on the sidelines with that stuff. Yeah, I think you're just like, well, it hurts, but I guess that's normal. Like other people have it too. So or other people, I I always have this like, well, other people have it worse. Mine's not that bad. So I'll I'll be okay. Yeah, that's an interesting statement because I always tell people, 
you can't compare your pain mm-hmm. to someone else's because what you experience is completely personal. So we know anything that happens to us physically happens to us emotionally and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's good research on that. And I think just people are all, I hear it a lot. Well, you know, my mum had it worse or my neighbour has it worse. And, you know, I don't want to waste your time. And I'm like, is this bothering you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You're not wasting anybody's time. Yeah. You know, I don't think seeking out information and advice is a bad thing. Um, I think we are discouraged from it. And we are always thinking, well, you know, I should just accept that. And that's maybe just the way I'm going to be. Again, would we let our friends, our best friends do that? Mm -hmm. Probably not. You'd be like, no, you need to find out what's going on. You need to get some help. Yeah. But when it comes to ourselves, we're really bad. I know. You're always better at like pushing the friend or like, so I'll now be like, what would I tell them to do? And then what should I do? Yeah. And that's a, that's a really, um, it's a really good system. I tell people to kind of sit back for a minute and think, well, what, how do how would I react to a friend being told this? How mm-hmm. would I react to, you know, my friend going through this or, you know, someone you really care about? How would your husband be dealt with? Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think we have wonderful medical practitioners in time, like all our extended healthcare providers, private clinics, they're great. But I still think sometimes, especially in the public system, because we're under, they're under such a time crunch, mm-hmm. a lot of things are bypassed and that's where... F- that's where physio, certainly in the UK, has always filled that gap. Um, we're a little bit behind here on using our allied health professionals more. Is in, physio pretty big in the UK? Like yeah. a lot of people use it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, it is big here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have this, you know, we have osteopaths and chiropractors mm-hmm. and athletic therapists in the UK as well. A lot of it is finding it doesn't really matter who you see; it matters that they are someone you trust and they are helping you meet the goals you have set for yourself. Yeah. So you know, I, yes, I'm biased towards physio. <laughs> Um, but I do think there are lots and lots of wonderful people out there and it's finding that person. Like, I, you know, I have psych- psychotherapists in the clinic and people are always like, who needs to see a psychotherapist? I'm like, well, kind of everybody. Everyone. Go um, to therapy. It's yeah, great, everyone. And it's not because you're crazy. It's no. not because you're depressed. It's, it's because simply it's nice to have somebody who's not emotionally involved mm-hmm. in your life listening to your yeah. issues. So. Uh, we're big therapy advocates here. Yeah. I have therapy tomorrow, everyone. So Me too. Yeah, right? Like, I yeah. think there used to be a stigma. I'm sure there still is, but that you go to therapy if you're crazy. And a lot of people, when you're like, you should go to therapy, they're like, well, I'm not crazy. I'm like, you don't really have to be, but maybe you need to talk to someone. And yeah. I'm just giving you my advice. Who knows what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and, you know, I think what we forget is, is life is tough. The mm-hmm. world is a tough place. We we get more information thrown to uh, thrown at us in like the space of sort of I think it's six to eight months. And you know if we went back forty years, then you'd get in three years. Yeah. So we're completely overloaded with information on a mm-hmm. daily basis, which is not always a bad thing, but it's stressful. Yeah. And we don't know what to do with all that information. And sometimes we all do it. I do it. I'm sure you've done it. Google. 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 I have a headache. Right. And then you get. 30, 50,000 results. Then you're dying. Yeah, you're dying or it's nothing or, you know, you're you're panicking mm-hmm. and you're going down rabbit warrens of what this could be instead of just seeking out some advice. And, you know, certainly in the UK, for example, we if you have back pain, mm-hmm. you don't get to see your doctor first. You have to go and see the physio. Really? Right. That's yeah. interesting. So it's, it's called a back pain pathway. Um, and basically, it's just a really nice way of making sure people are not over. They're not 
you know, waiting six months for an mm-hmm. MRI or, you know, a week and a half for an x-ray and then they're, they're you know, having problems with taking medication and all the other things that medication can cause, all the mm-hmm. nasty side effects, they're going to see the physio first who then makes a determination wow. um, as to whether they need imaging because the research shows we generally don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get, you know, clients and, and they've unfortunately, the, the, the opposite has happened and they're very concerned about their MRI results. But that's not always what's going on yeah. underneath the surface. That's not what's causing the pain. It's an incidental finding. Wow. Yeah. I like the kind of, like, here it's considered the backwards process, but it kind of makes more sense to go that way. Yeah, and I, I understand, especially when physiotherapy as a general rule is is in the private sector. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not have much in the way of public funding. Um I always tell people write a letter to your your local representatives oh, okay. about that, um, because I think we're never going to see that level of funding yeah. in the sec- public sector again. But if we use the resources, the mm-hmm. wonderful teams that we have out here, we have some great clinics here mm-hmm. in town. Um, not just mine; <laughs> mine's awesome, obviously. <laughs> but there's some really wonderful people out there who can really give you lots of different options, mm-hmm. um, rather than kind of having to sit and emerge for nine hours for an X-ray to be told there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. If you feel pain, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Whether so, it's mental or physical. Yeah, and it's probably both. And yeah. also, X-rays and MRIs don't show what happens when we move. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't show muscle oh, pain. Oh, yeah, they're just static. Yeah, and there's absolutely no test for pain. Mm-hmm. There is no validated way to test someone's pain. <laughs> okay? So if you're experiencing it, it's real. I've never thought about that before. Because mm-hmm. it's always just someone being like, what's your pain level? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other one, you know, people always, you know, I do use the zero to 10 scale. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, I have a high pain tolerance. I'm like, no, no, I, I don't care. I want you to compare it to the worst pain you've ever heard mm-hmm. versus having no pain. Where on your scale is it? Yeah. And that's, you know, I always tell people, you know, five or six, we're kind of into moderate pain. Anything above that, you know, things things aren't good. Um, and it's, it's not normal. It's not acceptable. And I, uh, I don't mean this in a nasty way, but your tolerance of pain isn't, isn't really relevant because it's personal. Yeah. You know, we all, we all have that friend who like walk into a wall and like have blood pouring down their face. And you're like, oh my God, are you fine? Yeah. And then you have... <laughs> people like me who get a paper cut and it's like a public service and I yeah. say I have a paper cut I need a band-aid I need, I need something to clean this you know am I going to get sepsis when is my last shot you know and just spiraling yeah, yeah. And, and again it depends on the circumstances mm-hmm. as well we, we, kids are great examples of that right oh if they're gosh. running they're having fun they fall over everyone goes <gasps> and yeah. they just get back up and keep going but then, you know, if they're kind of on their own, they're a little bit tired. It's they, a whole different it's story. It's a whole story. There's tantrums. Oh, the drama that can come out of children. They're so funny. I only have nieces and nephews, but man, one of them, Bridget, is so just accident prone. Like, they, she had to get her eyes tested because her mom wasn't convinced she could see things because she'll just like smack into a wall. <laughs> and we're like, and then she's just like, I'm fine. And then she keeps going. Yeah. So it's great. They are yeah. little farm kids, too. So they're like, oh, yeah. next level. Yes. Insanity. But yes, yeah, it's it's funny yeah. seeing different kids. Yeah. Tolerances too. And, it, and it is. We're all different. Yeah. And that's I think that's the biggest thing I kind of push out because a lot of people you know and I've done I do workshops and I'm willing to do workshops and go out to places and talk about 
pelvic health, women's mm-hmm. health, um, general wellness, back pain, all those kind of things. But what people have to remember is sometimes if the general stuff isn't working, you need somebody to look at you on a on a more global, personal level. Yeah. Right. Someone needs to, and you know, uh, you know, people come into me. My pain's been worse. Okay, how's things going? Well. Yeah, things, things haven't been going well at home and work's been a bit stressful. When did your pain start? Well, you know, it was when that thing, that meeting at work happened and I got all this extra work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay. So we can't change the extra workload, but what are you going to do outside of work to give yourself a break? Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's even, for some people, that beneficially, that's going to the gym or going for a walk. Yeah. Do you find it's hard? Because I feel like we're in a society now where people want like immediate results. Yes. Like, what has your experience been with that? <laughs> that was a really quick answer. Um, it's difficult, right? We do want immediate. And, you know, just go online, hit Google. Um, if you're listening to this at home, go on to Google and look up uh, how to cure my diastasis, which is an abdominal separation mm-hmm. that happens normally for women during pregnancy. Okay. But there's just screeds six ways to avoid diastasis three exercises to get and you know you'll see on you on magazines Mm -hmm. six exercises to get flat abs has anyone ever actually got flat abs from those exercises the reality is we should know Mm -hmm. and we should be better understanding that it takes time if you're trying to learn a language you don't just put on your rosetta stone and the next day you're fluent in french yeah um if you're trying to learn a new skill yes some people do pick up things quicker than others but it does take time and recovery from anything mm-hmm. takes time. Pre and po- postnatal physio is a huge battle with that because we see our celebrities bouncing back and we always have that friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and they've just got they've they've just got everything together, you know, the kit, everything, the makeup's on, the mm-hmm. hair's on. But they might have got up two hours early to do that. So just from just give them a bit of grace. Yeah. Because that might be what they need to feel like a person. Mm-hmm. And then we compare. Yeah. Comparison comparison is the thief of joy. It really is. Right? But it still happens. It's still and I, I you know, another thing I tell people, what are you looking at online? Mm-hmm. What's your Instagram feed? What's your TikTok feed? My TikTok feed is mostly dogs doing really silly <laughs> things and comedians saying really offensive things. Yeah. No, nothing in between. Yeah, there's no middle ground no, there. No. Um but, you know, if you're you're following all these celebrities and influencers, and there are some good influence out mm-hmm. there, but there are some who are telling you, you know, you just need to work. You know, the Kardashians, that quote. Yeah. And I'm like, that's good for you, because I do believe they, that people like that do work hard, mm-hmm. but they also have a different set of circumstances yeah. for most of us. You know, I, I work five days a week, sometimes six. I have two kids. Yeah. Things fall apart from time to mm-hmm. time. I'm not perfect, and nobody should be. Um, and perfect's boring. As is, it's as so it, boring. Yeah. It's like the word normal. What does that even mean? I don't know. I've, I've yet to understand what normal means. Yeah. So. They really push it on you, though. Oh, yeah. As a kid, especially. They're oh, like, you, stop being weird. I'm like, why? <laughs> you should be normal. Um, I was never the normal kid. I was never. I still am not the normal kid, but no. I'm thriving in it. Yeah. Like, Well, I, th- I think as you get older, you embrace it a little mm-hmm. bit more. You know, I... When I, I changed my practice from being what most people call a normal physio, which I just laugh at a little bit, because for those of you that don't know about the pelvic floor, it is just a bunch of muscles and tissues. It's just the same as like treating an E. It's just a little bit more personal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody was like, oh, you're going to be that weird physio who does that stuff. And I'm like, but nobody ever accused a gynecologist of being weird. Yeah. So okay. what's the difference? Yeah, honestly. You know, 
how did you come up with diamond physiotherapy? And <laughs> let's let's talk about the clinic and how it's how it is the weird fun one. <laughs> yeah, right. We, yeah, you, you should watch our Instagram. Um, so, I love your Instagram. <laughs> thank you. Diamond physio kind of came around. Actually, I I, I was working um, for a, ho- a local hockey team, and I needed something to bill mm-hmm. them under because I was working independently. I did have another job, but I was doing this, and the name simply came from the street I lived on at the time. <laughs> um, no, sorry, no inspiration. There was no like blast of lightning, and diamond sounds incredible. It was literally the street I lived on. Um, and then you know I realized I'd worked in a few clinics, great people, but just weren't doing what. I envisioned mm-hmm. it to look like, you know, I didn't want to see people three times a week. I wanted to see them once every two or three weeks. Um, and I wanted to create an environment where it's still a clinic, but it doesn't feel like a clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, front desk staff are friendly, you know, um, all the staff got on really well. And we kind of and that, that's where this came out of and really just offering something that's not a clinic, yeah. but is a clinic. Um, you know, we we've we've evolved over the over the last I think seven years, I think it's been seven years, um, and basically just trying to create something where we get people better as quickly as we can, and we put the own, we give them the tools to mm-hmm. get themselves better. It's not a case of oh you hurt your ankle if you're seeing Jamie who's one of the other physios in the clinic, um, and he'll say you know oh I need to see you three times a week for ultrasound. We don't do that. We just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Um, we get you box jumping and squatting and deadlifting. If that's what you want to do, if you don't want to do that, that's okay. But yeah. we will make you pick up a weight when you're in the clinic. Like at some point in your in your time with us, yeah. you will do some exercise and some movement. But not, oh, go and do these and I'll go and see somebody else. It's, mm-hmm. Let's do this together. Yeah. Let's have some fun with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think creating an environment where it's safe to play with movement um, and you know we can manage that well that's really important and then having the support of our psychotherapist was really important to me because physiotherapy it's in the name but we we are not fully trained in therapy mm-hmm. I've done some out, out, out there courses as I call them on cognitive behavioral therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy but I am not a therapist yeah I have a limit in my scope and so it's nice to have somebody who can support that journey for people Um, Yeah, I think that was one thing when we first kind of talked and I started learning more about diamond physiotherapy. It was really interesting to me that there was psychotherapy as well. Yeah, because I think a lot of the time, well, you said it, it's there's research on it that the mind and body are connected. Yeah, yeah, endless. And I think, you know, the 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 combination of the two being able to work together and create an environment where going to a therapist is not um, stigmatized. You're mm-hmm. just you know if you're someone who is curious about therapy and you don't want your friends to know or your family to know, you can just say you're going to physio. You're yeah. going to Diamond Physio. No one's going to question that. So it also creates a safe environment for mm-hmm. that as well. And you know there's there's lots of good people out there as well. Um, I always kind of stress that because I never want to seem like I'm like oh we're the best even though we are. Um, <laughs> But there are lots of people out there and we're not right for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was to me, it was really important. Like the next goal is probably to bring in somebody on a nutrition site mm-hmm. as well, um, because that's a really that's another piece I'm finding is just kind of escaping a little bit. Yeah. Um, and to kind of really tie those things together. Um, but yeah, we really Diamond Physio came out of my desire to do something different um, and create something 
first of all, it's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's my third child. Um, and, you know, it, it can be petulant at times. But I really wanted to create something that a place where people could come and and, and have a laugh and enjoy mm-hmm. themselves. And, you know, if, if we're having a bit of a joke in the clinic, we get the clients involved in it as mm-hmm. well. You know, and we we're having a deadlift competition, for example, between the staff. I'm wi- I'm I'm winning out the girls. Jamie doesn't count because he's a boy. <laughs> um, um, but you know, and then we have clients doing box jumps. Mm-hmm. Whenever we have students coming in from Queen's University, we get them doing it, seeing how high they can box jump. It's quite funny when they eat yeah. it. Um, <laughs> we do have videos of that. Um, but you know, just kind of creating an environment where, mm-hmm. you know. Just because you're seeing me doesn't mean my, the other clinicians won't speak to you and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a scary place to be. You're having no. fun. No, and and sometimes my dog comes with me. So <gasps> what kind of dog do you have? Um, okay, he is a golden doodle. But if you meet him, he does not look like a golden doodle. Okay, he looks like a retriever spaniel, bizarrely. But um, he is. I'm trying golden... to picture that. <laughs> yeah, he he he's he's a champ when he's yeah. in the clinic, though. He's everybody's best friend. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, golden doodles are funny. Yeah, Ooh. but he is he has no curly hair. Oh, he's like a is it straight hair? Yeah. Those are kind of my favorite golden doodles because yeah. they're just against the norm and they're having their best. They're living their best life. Well, I feel he was the perfect dog for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weird. He's one. just like don't care. I'm just going to yeah. do me and everybody else can like it or lump it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Can we talk more about pelvic health yeah, and chronic pain? What is pelvic health? Why is it important? <laughs> I know nothing about it. No, most people don't, um, which is scary. Um, so pelvic health in Canada has been around about 40 years-ish. Um, it's been around in the UK for much longer, of course. Um, and pelvic health really is for anybody or anybody who has a pelvis. So males, females, oh. any all genders. Okay. Um, it is kind of like a myth. I find it's a missing link for a lot of people with persistent low back pain and hip pain because some of the muscles within the pelvic floor are actually hip and back muscles. Um, we also see people who have um, urinary incontinence going to the bathroom. So a lot of people just assume if they do not pee their pants, they don't need pelvic health. But if you go to the bathroom a lot, if you need go from not needing to the bathroom to having to run. Um, and oh, by going to the bathroom a lot, I mean more than every like hour, more than every hour and a half to an hour. Right. So if you're okay. someone who knows where every bathroom is in Belleville. <laughs> There's probably something that's, going on. That's you. We're looking for you. Um, people who have um, like constipation issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we see people with sexual dysfunction. So in females, that can be pain. Um, a horrible thing called anorgasmia, which basically means the inability to orgasm. Um, we'll see men with um, erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. as well. Um, I see uh, people just with plain old pelvic pain, um, which sounds so basic, but that's basically anything from the waist to the knees can be coming from the pelvis. Um, We can see people who have a thing called prolapse. That's more common in women than men. Um, Don't Google that, people. No, Uh, don't. Don't Google it. Um, Just drop me an email uh, and ask me questions about it. Um, I see. I used to be a sheep farmer and I saw a lot of sheep prolapses in my day. Yeah, that's not. No one needs to see (laughs) any kind of prolapse. It's it's ridiculously common anatomically. Mm -hmm. Um, So we think the research is suggesting that about 50 percent of women have prolapse. And that is an anatomical change, kind of like getting wrinkles or your boobs getting a bit saggier. It just happens. It's not like it's only when it becomes symptomatic. 
So pain, dragging, heaviness, sometimes incontinence. Wow. Yeah. So I find with a lot of people, they're so scared of these mm-hmm. things. Um, I treat people with diastasis, um, so that abdominal separation. Again, the research has changed so much in the last few years on that. We used to tell people never to do crunches. That's changed a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people going full force CrossFit with abdominal separations. Does that mean if you have one, you should go to do CrossFit? Unless you want to, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, so we we kind of kind of cover this whole spectrum of stuff. Um, the other thing is every time you stand, sit, lean, reach, your pelvic floor muscles are doing something. So you can have... Um, you can have pelvic floor tension as well as weakness. So a lot of people say to me, oh, I do Kegels. My first question is always, has anyone assessed your ability to do a Kegel? You have to assess that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we can do that internally or externally. Some people are not comfortable with an internal exam. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like your body, your choice. Um, But yes, it should be assessed. The research research on pelvic floor muscle training, which goes back quite a few years, like more than 10 years, says that um, you need to do three months of supervised pelvic floor muscle training um, and you must be assessed to determine if you are doing it right. So lots of people buy, you know, these fancy devices you see online. The vagina weights? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of them cook up to apps and they'll tell you how well you're doing. They don't really detect if you're squeezing the right muscles. Oh, they're great devices if you know you're doing the right thing. But if you don't, but know, you could have them and you're not actually yeah, using you can, the right. You can squeeze your thighs and make them work. Oh, yeah. I've never used one. I had a friend that used to use them. Yeah, they're wild. I, like great if you like them and you use them right? more. I, like great. And I, a, they scare me in a weird <laughs> way, but they're probably fine. They're it's I'm, fine. I, I could make a really smart comment. I'm sure you've had worse up there. That's <laughs> why um, <laughs> so I'm gay now. <laughs> but, you know, the, the reality is, you know, I tell people, if, if that's something you want to invest in and spend your time and mm-hmm. energy on, cool, go for it. You know, we, we have all owned weird exercise gadgets in our life. <laughs> Like yeah, my favorite that I've never owned has to be the shake weight. But oh uh, yeah. yeah, they're just comical at this point. Yeah, right. But you know, I think pelvic health has such a it has such a big reach. Yeah. Um, should everyone get pelvic health physio who has a pelvis? Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're having something going on that you're unhappy with, um, if you are pregnant, um, if you've had a baby. There's nothing wrong. with I have people who come and they're like, can you just like check my stuff? It's where it's supposed to be. And there's nothing wrong. And tell me how to make how to minimize my risk. Mm -hmm. Sure. No problem. You know, we can do that. Um, It's not it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, But I think it's frightening to me still that I get people, especially young people coming in with no clue. Yeah. Right. My, My older clients, I can understand like they weren't. I have patients in their 50s who weren't told by their, par- their their parents or family members what a period was. Yeah. Right? And the other thing that we, we that I also see a lot of is people with persistent pain, things like endometriosis, mm-hmm. interstitial cystitis, mm-hmm. um, or bladder pain syndrome. So yes, we're not we're not curing those, but we're giving people options. Endometriosis is much more prevalent than we thought. Um, and people are like, well it's that painful periods. I'm like, no, it's debilitating mm-hmm. periods. Period cramps are okay. Period cramps that cause you to have to lie down in a ball on the floor and take lots of medication are not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we 
are still not good at diagnosing that. We dismiss it, you know. I think, too, there's always this, like, hush-hush around, you know, as a young female, you're taught to, like, hide your tampons and pads and, Mm -hmm. like, don't tell anyone you're perioding or, like, all these things. And I think there's still, like, a stigma around talking about anything, pelvic, sex, anything related. 100%. I come from a very, I have a very open mother, which is Mm -hmm. lovely. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely still... I've made probably made a lot of friends open up about things. I'm yeah. like, well, why do you think it's like that? Like, I've bought multiple friends vibrators. I'm making nice. them live their best life. But Good. I think it's important for people to address what's happening. Yeah. In that area. Well, most people, most most women, I will say to them, one of the things I do if I'm doing an, an internal exam is I'm like, I'm going to observe your your tissue, your vulva. What? And yeah. I'm like, don't know what it is. I'm right? like, you've looked before. No, never. Okay, well, you know, we, you know, we're we're in October. Breast cancer mm-hmm. is is something that's talked a lot about this month. But um, we should check our vulvas just as often as we check our breasts. Yeah, it's yours. Think about ladies out there or people with vaginas. Think about people with penises and mm-hmm. how often they check them and touch them and just make sure they're there. Yeah, they right? got to make sure they're there, right? You know, because it might fall off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no stigma attached to that. We just kind of joke about it. Right. Why is there a problem with a woman taking a hand mirror or a female um, looking at her vulva? Do it. Get down there. Get yeah. personal. Yeah. See what's it's going on. You own it. It's yours. You should know how it works. Mm-hmm. I always, this is one of my, my conversations around sex. You should know how to have an orgasm on your own before you have an orgasm with anybody else. Big snaps. Big <laughs> snaps right there. Um, and also no one can take your virginity. That's your choice if you yeah. want to label something like that. Um, every girl in high school should be taught about what sex should and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Boys should be also taught this information so that they don't get their best information from free porn sites. Because mm-hmm. um, that's not real. Nope. Um, you can listen to podcasts about people who work in that industry and they'll tell you it's not real. Um, you should also learn to use lubrication early on in your life so there's no stigma around using lubrication. So you should use lube even if you're wet and wild down there. Yeah, why not? It makes it more wet and wild. Have fun with it. It's like a slip and slide. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. There should be no stigma around things like anal play. We should be talking about things like that for men and women, regardless of their sexuality, gender. Lots of men, if you like anal play, doesn't make you gay. I have had this conversation with men because I've had men be like, well, I'm not gay. I don't want something (laughs) up my butt. And I'm like, you may like it. And they're like, what do you mean? No, no, I'm not. I'm not gay. I'm like, you have like. Like a G, don't they have a G spot in There's their some butt? States up there, yeah. Yeah, and it feels good. Some yeah. guys like it, so yeah. Yeah. don't knock it till you try it, everyone. Yeah. And we should be talking about this at high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about. Um, there's a really good book that I, it's all, I share it. I get no money from this. It's called Come As You Are. It's by Emily Nagoski. Is it spelled C U M? No, unfortunately, <laughs> it's just C O M E. Um, I know it would be great. Less fun, but less, still great. And she talked. It's a really good book to mm-hmm. read about how. Sex is so different for everybody. Like this, this is the other problem in society yeah. is there's uh, this this word normal comes out, and I I I always tell people that I treat most is urinary incontinence and pregnancy. Uh, you know, I see lots of people's urinary incontinence, lots of people who are pregnant, and then people who are having problems with sex mm-hmm. is my is probably my third most. And I'm talking from seventeen to eighty five. 
right? Love the 85-year-olds still getting it going. Oh, yeah. I have some older patients that could teach me some lessons. <laughs> um, but I think that's, that's the harsh reality. But the, the reality is because we're not, it's not talked about. It's only talked about in like a jokey sensation. Mm-hmm. Like, sex. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, we just don't talk about it. It's a human function. Mm-hmm. It's a function. Now, if you don't want to have sex, if you don't want to have pen, and the other thing, penetrative sex. Don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. Mm-mm. That's a completely personal choice. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of stigma around that and what, what sex actually means and, and trying to explain to people, you know, there's so many different ways, there's so many different things. And it's, it's, it should be emotional as well as physical. Mm-hmm. And for some people... They need to work on the emotional side before they worry about the physical side. I didn't know physiotherapy had so much to do with sex, and I love it. I certainly do. I don't know. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what other ones are doing. But I, I, I know pelvic health physios. We we have a bit of a thing about, you know, and the other one I talk about a lot is bowel having having how how to poop. You should. You it's should. so important. It's huge. Everyone has tummy troubles. <laughs> yes, right. And I, a lot of it is we we don't poop well. Like mm-hmm. we are we are really bad at pooping. We're so bad at pooping. Yeah. So using a squatty potty. Um, drink, it works. Uh, there, like my husband. Like if we go away, does he bring it? Um, no, but he panics if he can't find something he can use. I do that too. Right? I put the I use is like I'll look for like a garbage can. A garbage can. Yeah. The recycling bins in hotel rooms. Oh, are that's about a good, a good one. Height. Good height. Um, but yeah, I kind of laugh a little bit because he was very cynical when I started this journey. <laughs> very like you're gonna what? Um, also, he was a little bit protective of his genitals for a while. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like you're like I, I practice a lot of things yeah. on my husband. You know when I've been on a course, he's like, Mm-mm, we're done. I don't need no rectals. Oh my goodness, um, yeah, he that's was, so funny. Every time I waved a rubber glove at him, he just kind of ran away. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He still hasn't let me uh, examine him. Just just in case anybody's listening to this who knows him, right? Okay. Um, but you know, using a squatty potty, taking magnesium once mm-hmm. a day, um, rubbing your belly. Yeah, I'm a big belly rubber. Yeah, you should. A little belly massage. Yes, and again, new research has shown it works. Mm -hmm. So we're we're learning more and more about how to manage our own stuff. Now, lots of people out there have IBS Mm -hmm. diagnosis. So you know the things that make your tummy upset? You can still eat them, but make a wise decision around how often and when. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and again, stress comes back into mm-hmm. it. Right. I see lots of, when I see children. That's the biggest, biggest problem is constipation. I was a constipated child. I was also riddled with anxiety. So oh, who would have thought? Crazy. It's like it's like there's a, a link in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talk about the pelvis. So the, the pelvic floor helps with bowel movements um oh yeah because it's all below the waist right yeah i'm learning there you go you're listening i like it um but you know um it's very it's emotionally driven there's been research showing that our pelvic floor muscles will contract before our jaw muscles when we're under some kind of negative attack I had a patient who framed that really nicely for me once. Um, you might want to edit this one out, but um, she said, uh, I'm going to take my vagina and leave. <laughs> Something scares me, I'm out. Vagina. I'm Coming out. with me, yeah. But think about it from a, from a you know, if we look back into what we're here on this earth for in theory, mm-hmm. it's to stay alive. So yeah. our brain's very well protected and to make more of us. So our genitals are really well protected. Like you, you ask a man to walk in cold water and he's going to tell you his penis is going back inside him. Yeah. Right, and that is because he is protecting it from mm-hmm. pr- from danger. 
Yeah, I'm just thinking like all the times you just clench through the day. Just mm-mm. yeah, not for me. Nope. I, right. <laughs> and so some people as well, if you have urinary incontinence mm-hmm. or you're always needing to go to the bathroom, what are you going to do? You're going to clench all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if if any, if you want to experiment and see what that would feel like, just walk around for like 20 minutes with your hand in a really tight fist. Tell me how your muscles feel after that. Yeah. Your your muscles are going to be really tired. So this is where there's some stuff out there saying don't do kegels in case you have a really tight pelvic floor. And I'm like, or learn to do kegels properly. Mm-hmm so that you are getting the contraction and relax and you're getting some control back over those muscles. We can't just tell you to relax. That is, if I anybody ever tells you to do that, you pass on a throat punch for me. Just relax. Think positively. Take a breath. All my favorite things to hear when I'm panicking. Yes. I think though I've realized through this talk, like just chatting with you, that one, there's so many things, there's still stigma around and there's things that you're embarrassed about. But I like things we've talked about, like urinary incontinence, like sex, painful sex, like all these things. I never would have thought to go to like a physiotherapist mm-hmm. who does pelvic health yeah. things. It just wouldn't go together for me. No. But so I'm so happy we got to talk <laughs> about this because I feel like there's probably so many people out there who have these some of these issues and are like embarrassed or nervous to talk yeah. about it. But there's. Yeah, it's good to ask for help. And and I always tell people most like I know loads of pelvic health physios out there, and ninety nine point nine percent of them are awesome. We're all yeah. like we are we are a small community despite the fact there's lots of us. Mm-hmm. I know physios all over the world who do this. Um, I text them on a regular <laughs> basis. We have conversations. Um, if I get a friend in the UK will message me, oh, I need a pelvic health physio. I can find one from them for them. Wow. Um, I've you know referred patients all over the world and I think part of it is we have to be more open be more open to the conversation and also if you're having a problem it's okay to share it we will share if I have a short, sore shoulder mm-hmm. or a sore back but we're not going to say we're having some issues with incontinence yeah. or we laugh at our friend who yeah. can jump on a trampoline yeah I will say I've made funny jokes to my mom but I'll stop now I, I still do. I always say, where's your poise pad? Yeah, I w- and I will say things <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, like there's nothing wrong with, with having a job, but then be like, is it bothering you? Yeah. Like, cause you know. Then that- check in on them after yeah, the job. Like, yeah. You're allowed to make fun of people. Yeah. Like, I'm all for that. I'm Scottish. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to say, I'm like, you're Scottish, so it yeah, comes we, naturally. We have a really horrible sense of humor. We just, we're just mean. <laughs> See, I remember our first phone call. You were, you made a joke and Kay was very confused. And I was like, no, she's Scottish. She's joking. <laughs> Yeah, we have sarcasm and I do, I apologize to anyone who's ever been on the receiving end of my sarcasm and didn't realize mm-hmm. that it was sarcasm. It's a different sarcasm. So my partner's mom is Scottish okay. like, and she, my partner has very Scottish sarcasm from it. Yes. And she'll say things and I'm like, I'm not sure if you're joking or not. And then she'll be like, I'm being sarcastic. I'm like, I wasn't picking up on that. No, no, we're, we're an interesting bunch. We certainly have a, a different sense of humor. Uh, one of my questions was, how often do people not understand you? But your accent's not that thick. Um, not too often. If I've been home and they come back in, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough. Um, most people do not understand my parents when they're here, which is just, music. I just laugh. I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I, I've i been here 15 years. Mm-hmm. So my ability to speak slowly and in a slightly Canadianized <laughs> um, way is good. But I do say things... That people just laugh at. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not have a trunk in my car. I have a boot. Do you say brush instead of broom? 
Yeah, the brush, mm-hmm, a brush, and, and the rubbish, mm-hmm. the rubbish that goes in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my so Jeanette's mom is from the Isle of Arran, so if that's like I can see the Isle of Arran from my yeah. parents' house. Yes, but her, I feel like her accent is crazier. I don't know because yeah, they're stuck an, on an island. Yeah, she's got an island accent. Um, but she's been in Canada for like over thirty years, and it's not that bad. But then once her like brother, like a couple of them are together, I'm like, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. And I talk much. We talk much faster. faster. Um, yeah. The best one is, I'll say, if she has to say yes to something, she'll say aye. Aye. And then she'll go, oh, yes. I'm like, yeah, I picked up on that. We got that one down. Don't worry. Yep. Aye. We'll do that. Yeah, there's 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 certainly differences in the, the language and, and ways we say things. The biggest thing I was ever made fun of, um, as I said, swimming costume. Oh, like your bathing suit. Yeah, it's a swimming costume. And someone, the, 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 the comeback was, uh, well... Do you are you dressing up? And I'm like, yes, to go swimming. It makes total sense to me. But yeah, we have uh, yeah, we definitely have some, some nuances yeah. in our in our language. And you know, my dad, I'm I'm grew up in the west coast of Scotland. Mm-hmm. I can see the Isle of Arran from mm-hmm. my house. Um, and my dad grew up in a mining village, so so he talks really really fast. And, mm-hmm. and then my I have family from the south of Scotland, and they have what's called a Galloway Irish accent. Mm. So they never actually. It's like they've got something in their their mouth when they're talking. <laughs> so they sound Irish. Um, and the first time my husband, who's from the east coast of Scotland, uh-huh. met my great uncle, he had no clue what he was saying. Just different, but. He speaks a different dialect as well. Honestly, though, that even happens in Canada because there's a small town accent versus a city accent. And when I was in university, two of us were from like small towns and two of us were from cities. And when me and Alana from small towns got together with anyone else from small towns, you just kind of start like slurring your words together. Like they all get connected and people are like, what are you guys saying? And we're like... You don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's probably nothing smart. So Yeah. And, I, you know, it's the same everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. There's little. And, and you know, and I think the difference is in Scotland, just you can, or, you know, in the UK, you can travel 10 miles and people talk completely differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very, and I think it kind of puts me at a slight advantage because I can always understand, I can understand people from Newcastle, yeah. Manchester, Liverpool, Ireland, Newfoundland. Because I, I can mm-hmm. flip that because that's what I was exposed to as a child. Yeah. Whereas I find here there's not as much exposure. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of... Just like furrowed brow looking at you. And if you ever meet me when I'm drinking. Out the window. No one knows what's happening. <laughs> Everyone just laughs. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Right. It's funny, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> Unless I'm crying. <laughs> Still funny sometimes. Yes. Um, what do you want people to know when they come in the clinic? Like... I what can pe- they expect? I want people to know that they're welcome there, regardless of what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And that from the, the first contact you have to seeing the because our front desk staff are incredible, mm-hmm. to seeing us, we are here for you, not here for us. We, you know, yes, we're a business. Yes, we're, we, we have to make our bills and mm-hmm. pay our wages. But the reality is... We are never in a situation where your personal circumstances, our, our, our need to make money overrides your personal circumstances. So we try and make it as accessible as possible for people. So if you can only afford to come and see us once, we will do the absolute best we can in that one session to make sure you have something tangible to go home with. And you can continue to contact us. I always tell my clients when I'm, I'm like, you don't need to come back and see me. But now you've been my client, you're always my client. Oh, that's really nice. So you can contact me anytime. Instagram, mm-hmm. email, 
you can stalk me if you wish. I'm not particularly hard to find. Most people know where I am. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of let people know that there's just, mm-hmm. we're, we're here for you. Um, and we're trying to create as pleasant an environment as possible and not make you feel like you're just running through mm-hmm. the motions of physiotherapy. Like really getting back to, you know, you want to do CrossFit, you want to run 10K, we'll be with you till you get your 10K. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And is there anything we may have missed? I know we touched on a lot of things. But I don't think so. I think we kind of covered, covered it all. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm going <laughs> to shut it down. Thank you so much for coming. No, no problem. It was awesome. That was amazing. I think I like a short intro. Yeah, I do too. And then we can just like shoot the shit here. Um, so Maybe as you listen to that episode. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to it yet still. No, you haven't. Because it's just the extra. I don't even know if that's a word, but we say it. Extra is a um, word. So I, was, I did I start editing this? One thing I'm going to say, episodes are coming out on Friday now. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. My Friday real episodes. job comes first. Real, quote unquote, it's a job, but... Friday it, episodes. I, yeah, Friday episodes are kind of... I know we keep pushing it. We'll never go back to Mondays. It started on a Mondays, now we're at Honestly, it's, it's, a gro- it's growth. It's growth. And you know what? I think it's better because then people can, if they're driving somewhere on Friday, they can listen to it, a little weekend pod. Perfect. Um... So sorry about that, but for my own sanity, it's uh, it's gonna be. Fridays. I don't think you need to apologize for that. No, but for my own sanity, it's Friday. Okay, but like I'm just telling you. Thank you. You don't need to apologize, I apologize for that. Apologize for everything. I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to say thank you instead of sorry because I do mean thank you. Thank you for the free content. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> anyway, so I'm editing that episode yesterday because why would I start any earlier than that? that and then yesterday was my mom's birthday. It was. Shut so. Up to- Party Marth. Shout out to Party Marth, Queen of HR. Go listen to her episode. Um, don't touch my hair in my, her in my kitchen. I don't know what number it is. Like four or five. Anyways, mm-hmm. we're uh, at dinner with my parents, Jeanette and I. And I'm like, yeah, the episode coming out tomorrow is wild. We talk. And so my dad takes a sip of wine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we talk about anal stimulation. Vagina weights. Um, and then I look. My dad has spit wine out. <laughs> And is then laughing, trying to hold wine in his mouth. And I guess, yeah, you shouldn't say anal stimulation in a rash. I whispered a Katie whisper, which is not a real whisper. So like regular volume. Person voice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, John did a spit take and then couldn't stop laughing. Amazing. Um, so I hope you all felt that way too. <laughs> I just want to like watch John's face as he listens to this full episode. We should have like him reacting, like a, a, a full video. like reaction video. I guess just like set your parents' place up with like little cameras. I've never seen him laugh like that, and I think it was just like he was in shock by the, which I didn't think I could shock that man anymore by the things <laughs> that come out of my mouth. But clearly, um, but I love anal this. stimulation is that that's where the bar is. Katie. I found it, <laughs> and now I will keep going. <laughs> Raise that bar. Um, no, this episode was so educational. You haven't heard it yet. I haven't but, heard it yet, but I'm very excited um, about it. I guess I didn't know when I say it in the episode. I didn't know physiotherapy could help with all these. To me, physio mm. is like you get a sports injury and you go and you fix it. Yeah, there's many different types of physiotherapy. Yeah, and I think listening to her talk, I was like, oh, I think I have some pelvic problems. So yeah. I'm going – I have an appointment. I'm going to see her in November. Perfect. I'm going to see what's going on. So. Yeah, because like – I think there's, like, a huge stigma around, like, women who, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, no, I just, like, I don't enjoy sex, like, or I don't, like, 
you know, it doesn't feel good all the time or it hurts. Well, I every think time. too, heteronormative like, sex is very uh, penetrative. Like that is the oh, goal. Yeah. It's very stabby, stabby. So stabby, stabby. So stabby, stabby. Um, I am fortunate enough to be queer, so I don't really deal with that a lot anymore, uh, which is great. Love, 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 love. <laughs> I, I would say maybe like heteros take a page out of the queers book. Mm-hmm. Lesbian sex is a journey. You're you're four or five hours. You take an intermission. You're getting a snack. Maybe you sing a song at one point. You're wait what? Yeah. Okay. I've never had lesbian sex, and that's probably the, the... probably the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Not a known fact. I thought this was like a joke. It's everyone... like when you were telling me about dating a girl. Oh yeah. So Kay, we thought maybe because she has. Okay. So um, as I mentioned in the other episode, I got dumped. <laughs> I just like saying it like it's that so because funny. it's like it's I'm aggressive. not actually like upset anymore. I was upset before, but now I'm not. We're over it. We're over it. And I think I can just say it like that because it's yeah, just fucking it's funny. Funny. Um, because I'm 36 Here years old. Here for the jokes. <laughs> fucking 36 laugh at your trauma oh yeah like I'm, I'm over it um so i was like yeah i'm like maybe i just need to like have like a one night stand with a woman like maybe i just need to like get it out there like be a little bit of a fuck boy for like two weeks sleep with a woman and you know just like maybe see the other side and then i was rudely fucking should slapped. i educate the people yes educate the damn people because i did not know in hetero world, it's like you girl can do world. that. In hetero world, you can do that. You can hate it and quit it. Yeah. You never have to see that person again. Yeah. My experience, I will say, there are fuckboy lesbians out there. Yeah. They are like the hard mask. You watch the L world picture Shane. Mm-hmm. That that is like. But say you're on a lesbian dating app or like a queer dating app, and you're a girl seeking a girl. Mm-hmm. You put in the work. Yeah, see, that's what I didn't want to do. It's like a month no. of either messaging. Mm-hmm. You are messaging. You are creating an emotional connection. No. You are, like, telling them how you're going to get a dog together. <laughs> and then you go on a date. Some do it on that date. Some don't. Do the sex. Some don't. So, so sometimes it's a long game. See, that's what I would just like didn't want. It was like I want the exact no opposite. One, so when I met Jeanette, yeah, I was coming out of like a messy relationship and I was trying to hit it and quit it. I was on Tinder swiping my life away <laughs> trying to get some. And it wasn't working. Was it working? You were like, I don't I, I just wanted to date I wanted to bang someone. Fair enough. Four and a half years later. Okay. <laughs> she was doing the same thing. Lesbian relationships are so interesting because there's girl math, there's boy math, there's lesbian math. Yeah. You've been you've been dating a week, you've been dating three months. You've been dating a year, you've been dating ten years. You've known each other two weeks, you get a dog together. Well, it's like my sister just moved in. That she actually waited a long time. Yeah, okay. That was so like my, six, seven months. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but I am. Um, my sister is dating this absolutely great, wonderful, wonderful human. Lady. Her name's Dylan, and they started dating. Whatever she started going over for the weekend. Also, in lesbian world, traveling isn't a thing. 
Ten hours equals two hours. You're going. You're once I took a, once I traveled eight hours, for a girl I met on Tinder. Yeah. So, she went to Toronto for her because she's like a little bit north of Mm -hmm. Toronto. So she would spend the weekend there, and then she stopped coming home. And then all of a sudden, like three weeks have gone by, and I haven't seen my sister. And I'm like, what the shit? And I'm like, okay, like Katie told me she's U-hauling. But this has been like it's been now probably it's been like a fair amount of months. It's been since the spring at least. But she didn't actually start regularly staying there until like September. I was waiting. I was like, when you get it, it's been. I was waiting for her to send me the text, being like, hey. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it to you, and I think like you're you're. Uh, like hetero friends but get very concerned but yeah. your queer friends just get it well I, I was concerned for a sec I was like this is really fast she's like yeah we, we said we were gonna wait a year and the look on your face you're like there's no fucking way I as soon, I was like there's but again I'll say six months in lesbian world is like two years in in I can see that two, they just seem to have a really nice flow and they I, I think the thing with like uh women women relationship there's like an emotional connection so quickly yeah because we're so emotionally mature for the most part i will say there's crazy girls out there do not get me wrong or crazy women out there um but i think you have like this friendship and bond and like trust very quickly and and then see you're making dating women sound so appealing do not get me wrong it's rough (laughs) (laughs) there are some people you know there it's not good on any side I would say, but when you find someone yeah, who's willing to do the work, with when you're you. finding someone who's willing to do the work with you, I think it's very special. But yeah, what I was saying is, lesbian sex is is a it's a it's, journey. It's, it's it's a journey. You take breaks. You get snacks, so it could be like yeah. an afternoon, mm-hmm. like a like a whole like lunch time to like before dinner situation. Yes, fun. I'm like sick. Yeah. Sign me up. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Okay. So next stage of this, I need to find a lesbian. Good luck. <laughs> it's weird out there, man. No. And I, I did it once like where I was like on like Tinder and I was swiping and I was like, I don't like this at all. This area is hard too. I'll say I just like, don't want to do that. No. Uh, yeah. Peterborough's just, got a good amount. Trent is a very queer school. I just don't so that's again and then it comes into the thing where it's like I just really don't want to put the time in yeah that's fair and I feel like you know what maybe that's like a big giant sign for me to not date anybody for a little bit no but sometimes you just need that like physical touch you don't need the emotional I don't you just... know if I want the physical touch oh. I think I just want the orgasm <laughs> I know a lot of other things that could give you that <laughs> okay so yeah that's gonna like we're going to talk about that, I guess, probably in another episode. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but this up, Nicola, you were great. Everything you told me, I think, is things everyone needs to know and stigmas need to end, specifically yeah. around women and sex. Um, well, because, I mean, even if you, like, if you, like, dig into the history of, like, learning about women's bodies, like, they didn't actually start researching actual, like, endometriosis, like, all these things, literally until, like, 20 years ago or something crazy. And if you have pain or you are like 
like sometimes you really have to advocate yourself to, for yourself mm-hmm. and you have to find people who are willing to advocate for you and I know that that's probably so exhausting but just just really try to find people who are in your corner I would it's say Nicola would be in your corner so maybe check her out it's especially difficult when you have a male doctor yes I will say shout out to my doctor Mm-hmm. Dr. Andrew Robertson, mm-hmm. you are a fucking gem. Yeah. Because every single time I walk in there and I'm like, I think there's something wrong, mm-hmm. he was like, he will always validate it and be like, okay, like, let's actually look into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to, he doesn't, he never dismisses me. Yeah. And your pain is valid no matter, because I said to her, a lot of times I'll be in, like, I get migraines, but I've never gone to, like, a pain clinic for them because I'm like, well, I know other people get worse migraines or more frequent migraines. Matter. But it doesn't matter. That's your pain and that's your experience. Um, one thing Nicola did say was every woman should know how to make herself orgasm before you need to understand yes. how you Hard orgasm yes. before you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sex is for you, too. Safely. All people should go down on other people is all all I'm saying. Yeah. Putting that out there. Yeah. Spend time. If your partner does not do that, you just, like, direct them south. That is, like, the most, like... Foreplay, people. Why? We're going to get some sex educators on here. Why why do men hate foreplay sometimes? Because they like the stabby stabby. I can't. (laughs) This is why I'm not dating. (laughs) Fuck it. This is a fun episode. That's what I'm saying. We need to have Kendra on. Is she the sex therapist? Kendra Hamilton. She's a sex therapist. Down. She used to work here. Oh, yeah. You told me about her. Yeah. She's love. Absolutely Apparently we're doing sex corner this over this fiscal year. You know what? I think that like sprinkling them in every so often is like, that's why I just think it's like, it's something that people just don't talk about. And I like talking about those things because it's like, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know a lot of things, but also nothing. And people don't want to talk about it all the time. And I'm just like, okay, like, I don't want to like guess about these And you things. have resources within your community if you are struggling yeah. with certain things, which I think is so great. Yeah. It's like, why, like, that's why girls are scared to talk about, you know, if something doesn't feel right or something happens to them or anything. Like, that's why girls don't talk about it because we don't You're actually like, educate them. Properly. And you're like embarrassed because you're like, are other does this happen to other people? I literally just I learned. Okay, this is like my last tidbit okay. of information. I learned that your vagina pH levels can fluctuate mm-hmm. to the point where if anything comes out of it because like fluids are normal, discharge is normal. It can bleach your underwear. Yes, I didn't know that until probably after I had Lincoln. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I was like, that's effing weird. So I asked my doctor about it. Yep. And they're like, yeah, no, that's that just happens. Also, we talk about lube in this episode and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. But if you are sensitive to lube, mm-hmm. um, there I just discovered there is a kind of lube. Um, it's called like pod or something. Shout out. You can get it at Kim's Secrets. It's a pod that is a solid. Mm-hmm. So there's no water or, or silicone base in it, which can lead to yeast infections. And mm-hmm. you can you just like break off a piece and then it'll melt and you can use it as lubricant so it will if you if you're sensitive it will that's so cool yeah really cool so go check it out yeah hot tips hot tips hot tips with babes hot 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 babes hot babe tips (laughs) hot babe tits
Um, Anyways. Do you have any snaps? Um, I want to give snaps to Benji. Yeah! Um, so Benji's coffee bar opened yesterday. It's beautiful. Um, we had him in to record next week's podcast. This week. Two days before he opened the coffee bar. <laughs> what a gem. So that's sweet baby angel that he's taking on so much. And he's absolutely killing it. The place looks incredible. Um, the croissants looked insane. Um, all of it, just like all everything, just looked. The menu looks amazing. We went in yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, it was busy, and just like the windows are beautiful. I'm obsessed with the lighting, the wood interior, just so all of it. it feels it just feels good. Um, so Benji's Coffee Bar is in. You'll know the building. It's the old like a uh, hospital auxiliary. Like yeah, where store. the Memorial so Arena is. Yeah, it's at 29 Market Street in Belleville. Like right across the street from Market Square. Yeah, go check it out. Um, give Benji some love. And be kind. Yes, be kind. Be patient. Um, I'm going to give snaps to my mom because it's her birthday. Aww. She birthed me. And then I also just wanted to give shouts today uh, as we are recording. It is Purple Shirt Day. It is Purple Shirt Day. Join the Dress Purple Day campaign to make sure your friends, family, and neighbor friends, family, neighbors, and community know that you are here to help and no one is alone. We all have a role to play in supporting vulnerable children and youth. So learn more uh, by going to the Children's Foundation website. And if you want to learn more about the Children's Foundation, go listen to Zoe's episode, yes. um, which is great. Good yeah. episode. She's fabulous. She is just a... I just, I'm calling everybody Sweet Baby Angels. You are Sweet Baby Angels. And I'm just like, I, I genuinely think that Zoe's an angel. Yeah, we have great people in this community. We really do. Uh, short intro, long extra. Should we wrap yeah. it up? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.